0: Welcome to the Road to Redemption Podcast. Welcome to the Road to Redemption Podcast. Podcast. What is going on guys? Today we are going to talk to GB Cam Black. We're going to find out what makes the man behind Fit to Carry starting with a pretty intense story on the side of the highway where he had to save a man uh, that had flipped over. He was driving drunk and he would flipped his car over and Cam and a few uh, other, I guess, bystanders on the side of the road had to help pull this man from a vehicle that was, um, was starting to turn into a situation that was not going to be good for anyone and how that story changed his life, turned his life over from times of very strong insecurity to not really knowing uh, what he was going to do with his life to that day changing it all. I think you guys are going to love hearing Cam's story. He's very passionate about what he does and uh, he's been a strong supporter of mine and, and my uh, and myself of his for a very long time. I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Go check out Cam at at Cam underscore black on Instagram. Enjoy this episode guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Seaside Coffee Company, where quality and customer service are never an afterthought, Ambition Threads Co., where faith, hard work, and persistence makes for a motivational lifestyle brand, and Alpha Elite Performance. Guys, uh, if you are looking for any supplements of any kind, check out Alpha Elite Performance. Also, Court Nutrition. Uh, Bettencourt Nutrition is a major line Uh, They are sold mainly in vitamin shop and at bodybuilding.com and last but certainly not least Halo Top Creamery uh, where you can still have the guilty pleasures of ice cream without all the calories. What's up guys welcome to the Road to Redemption podcast. I am your host as always Cam Williamson and today with us we have an especially special guest at GB Cam Black on Instagram. Cam what's up brother? I'm doing really well. So the reason I brought you on the podcast is one of many reasons. One, you were one of the very first people that really supported me when I started my journey off. You were one that was always uh, there to kind of bring uplifting support. I I watched you. I watched kind of the things you did. Um, In the beginning, we were similar in the same field in in the 2A community. And I just really dig your content. I love that you are who you are and i love that you uh you stand up for the things you believe in so i just want to let you know man straight off the bat i really appreciate that
1: oh man well, i i appreciate you saying that man dude you, you know i think I've, I've told people how i felt about like your page and everything like the the type of content and the the community that you have tried to reach out to with like veterans that are dealing with and, and not just veterans, but, you know, everyday people as well that are dealing with um, uh, the mental struggles of life and how you've a- attacked that and, and really showed support towards those people. That's huge, man.
0: Well, I definitely appreciate that. And brother, let's let's start off. Let's tell people who you are, like what what makes you who you are, and talk about the page a little bit.
1: Uh, well, for those of you that don't know me, my name's Cam Black, and uh it's a
0: great name. I think one
1: of the first, well, yeah, of the first things that really uh, set us to kind of close was the fact that our first names were about the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started I started my page out as a company, um, but I didn't realize that that company name was already owned by a company here in Atlanta. They just went in and they bought a bunch of names and I didn't know that. And so when I started the company, it was called Buckhead Inc. and uh, Buckhead Outdoors and stuff and, and I didn't realize that that name was already owned And so when I went to start making shirts and start making apparel I uh, realized that I couldn't do all that those things without having to buy it from them and they wanted thousands of dollars for it and I wasn't going to do that and so I kind of changed gears and said well you know what I've been posting pictures about me I'm just going to stick with me and so I changed my changed my name to GB Cam underscore Black and went from there
0: now, correct me if I'm wrong. When when you and I talked previously, when you had originally started, you were big, You were mainly on Twitter. Am I correct? Right. Yeah, and it was mainly politically based, two A based. You're because you're a big advocate for the NRA, the two A community, uh, fit to carry. And I want to really emphasize on fit to carry because that seems kind of like your thing. Am, am I wrong right. on that? No, no,
1: that is that is my thing. Uh, well, first off, a lot of people ask me, you know, does GB stand for Green Beret? My, my uncle was a Green Beret, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not a veteran or anything like that. I get asked that a lot. But I'm not a veteran or, or anything like that. And uh, a GB actually stands for Green Bay because I'm a Packers shareholder and a Packers fan. And so it, when I first started my Twitter account, it was just sports stuff. I was actually a... Uh, a football writer, a fantasy football writer for a uh, publisher online that was doing like fantasy football news and, and stuff like that. So I, I was doing that and I enjoyed it and I did that through college and got paid a little bit for it. It was, it was fun. Um, but I, I kept my Twitter handle and started getting more political as I, I guess, grew up and kind of geared myself away, toward, uh, away from sports and more towards my political views and and it just grew from there and, and, and you're right, I, I, I do advocate for, for self defense. Um, I advocate for being fit to carry and that, that is my that is my motto of pretty much what, what my whole page is about.
0: Yeah, you started that hashtag, hashtag fit, the number two carry, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was the first one on on social media. A lot of people are using it now and it's kind of turned into a bigger bigger deal, but I uh, my post were the first ones to do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I absolutely remember uh, when you started that. I remember the Fit to Carry. So talk to people a little bit that may not know. Talk about what Fit to Carry is and what it means to you. Why'd you start it? Well,
1: um, as, as any type of culture or community that comes together, there's always flaws, right? Sure. Um, there's flaws in, in, you know, when people think about veterans, they think of, of guys with big guns and big beards and, you know, and not everybody's the same. Um, in the gun community, the problem is, is the way that I see the problem is that there, there are people that think, oh, well, I have a gun, and that's it. That's all they think. They think, oh, I have a gun. That'll save my life. That'll protect me. And that'll that'll save other people's lives. But whenever you put a gun on your hip, you're you're saying out loud, answer yourself that, okay, if something goes down, I'll be the first responder. I choose that. I'm raising my hand. That'll be me, right? When you put on when you put on that gun or you put on you're putting on that mindset of I'll be the one to react. And if you're going to do that, then you need to be able to react to any situation. Not just, you know, you're in the, the liquor store or in the gas station and it's being robbed and you're the one with a gun. You know, that's not the only situation where you are gonna be needed. Um, when I was in college, I'm driving home, my friends and I actually went catfishing, and uh, we're on our way home, uh, and we pull up to a truck being flipped over on its side. And this was the first time that my eyes were opened up to um, my physical capabilities. Uh, the guy on the inside was unconscious, his truck was leaking, and, and he was drunk. There was beer everywhere. And we actually, Thankfully, his door was unlocked. We opened up the passenger door, and he's laying up against the driver door, but, you know, that's on the ground. And we actually had to reach in and pull him out. And I was a a, a collegiate athlete. I was a baseball player, and so I thought I was big and bad and strong, but I wasn't anything compared to what I needed to be. And it really opened my eyes to... Having that that first responder type of mentality and that, that strength to be able to react. Um, I, I wasn't in that that mentality at the time and it really opened my eyes of wow, that, that guy needed us and I struggled to pull him out and I'm never gonna have that happen to me
0: again. So you felt you f- you feel like it's important to be ready for any first responder necessity, not just where you may have to defend yourself and others, With a firearm, but also, you know, when someone's on the side of a highway, if someone has a medical emergency wherever you are, you're you're passionate about being prepared for all of those situations. Standard first aid,
1: you know, understanding um, the hindlip remover, like everything, everything that that you should be able to do, you need to understand how
0: to do. And that's something that, um, as I think a lot of people, but may, mainly not now, um, probably, with my Instagram following now, I don't think a lot of them remember back when I was really heavy into the 2A community. But back when I was, and which is when you and I met, I saw that that was starting to be on the uprise, that people were starting to carry more med kits with them and, and stuff right. like that because they were saying, if you're training to take a life, you should also train to save a life. Um, Exactly. And I saw that as a big upswing in the 2A community. Now, would you say... Now, you work with a company, and and I don't want to mispronounce their name, uh, TacTop USA, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, TacTop USA. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about them. I see that there are a lot of, like, hands-on combat, hand-to-hand combat-type training. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about them. Uh, Well,
1: like I said earlier, not everything is with a firearm there are going to be times when your back is up against the wall and you can't get to a firearm or there's gonna be times where you know you go you go to a sporting event and you're not able to take a firearm and you need to understand how to use your hands how to use whatever's around you Um, it it trains it trains not only trains your body but also trains your mind to be able to work in that way Um, so so using self-defense and and learning how to defend yourself and that is what self-defense is it's not just pulling a firearm and pointing it at a target on a wall it's more of understanding how to get untangled how to get around somebody how to get in your car and get out
0: and for people that don't know, um, and d- guys, definitely right now you can either pause this or whatever you're listening to, go follow uh, gbcam underscore black on Instagram and people will see you are, you're very physically in shape. Um, let's talk about your fitness regimen. You, you train to be fit to carry and I've seen you multiple times. You're one of the only people I've ever seen that actually does your drawing techniques with the dumbbell. Um, right. Talk a little bit about your fitness regimen. Now, I know you, you train just like any other person trains in the gym as well, but you are also very much the fit to carry. So talk about your physical health. What, what started you down the road to fitness besides that incident on the side of the highway?
1: Well, <clears throat> the side of the highway really opened my eyes of how, uh, how weak I was, right? Uh, if, if that guy needed me to pick him up and carry him, you know, to the other side of the highway, then I wouldn't have been able to do that. Thankfully, I had uh, some friends there to help, help me do that. Um, if he, Dr. Ben, had a child in there, like you know, how would I have been able to handle that pulling a, a child out that couldn't have helped themselves? You know, and that sort of thing. But beyond that, um, with with the shooting techniques and stuff like that, I actually got that from JJ Rikaza, who, as you all know, is a competitive shooter.
0: Yeah,
1: and he works out constantly. He does Strength and stamina and and everything like that is just cardio. It all goes together in being a better shooter. If you're if you think that all instances are you pulling the gun and, and shooting from the hip and you're getting out of the gas station all the time, then then you know, you're cutting yourself short because majority of the time on home break ins you hear it whenever they're coming in and you're waiting for them to come in your room. How long are you going to be able to hold that gun up and be ready to fire
0: for the three minutes that they're trying to find the way out of your home and find your door? Yeah, which is something I think most people can really connect to. You know, we've all, whether you're pro-gun or not, I think we've all had an experience where something bumps at night just loud enough to give you that shockingly, I'm awake, something's wrong thought and you go, right. what am I gonna do, you know? And now, myself and you, we've trained for those situations. You know, our first thing is, okay, I'm gonna roll over, my My handgun is right where I need it to be, it's in the holster, you know, I've got everything set up. But for some people, that's the first, that's their side of the highway. That's holy crap, I have no plan for this. You know, my family is on the other side of the house and I don't know what I'm gonna do and some people, I think, would make themselves easy targets. You know, they would dash across the house to try to get to a room where a child is because they haven't ever put anything into place, like any sort of plan, to what right. they're supposed to do if something was to happen. And I know you're kind of a prepare-for-all-scenarios type of, type of guy, and that's one of the big things that I've always uh, respected about you is even if you don't see... You know the chances of any of us ever having to pull our firearm very slim. You know, in day-to-day life, most people that carry are never going to use it. But it's that what if? You know, what if I need to protect people? Uh, Now, the the route that I kind of want to take with this, and uh, you're, you know, we've talked about it. You're very, very much into today's politics, today's issues, whether it be with. Firearms, whether it be with whatever. What do you think are the biggest reasons that you are so passionate about today's topics? About today's whatever's going on in the country. What what are the biggest topics for you right now that really hit home for you?
1: Uh, I'm afraid that, to be honest, I'm afraid that the uh, the government will end up how can I put this, not just owning too much, um, like almost owning too much of the ideas of, okay, this is what it takes for you to be able to carry a firearm. This is what it takes for you to be able to own a firearm. Obviously, I'm pro-Second Amendment, right?
0: Absolutely. So I lean more towards conservative topics. Sure. That
1: anybody can figure out. But when it comes to... The government saying, okay, for all, so for national reciprocity, for all 50 states, it takes this in order for you to be able to get a concealed carry permit. I don't like that. Yeah. Because I feel like, let's well, see, I'm from Tennessee. And so when, when Tennessee gives you your concealed carry permit, they mm-hmm. make you go to a class where you learn the legal things, right? Very That's basic. Great. You, everyone needs to know what's legal, what's not legal, everything like that. But then they make you go in there. You stand there and hold the gun up properly and fire at a piece of paper. And that's supposed to tell me whether or not I'm good or, or not good at shooting a firearm? No. Because when are you ever going to be able to shoot at somebody who's not moving?
0: Right and most of the times it's not within I mean I don't know um, the specific test you went through but most places you're only shooting about five to ten meters out and you're pointing, right. shooting 30 rounds, and, and that's it. Uh, it's yep. very, very basic, and it's very, very skill level 10 type stuff where it's there's no actual realistic training to it whatsoever. And so
1: many people think, oh, I passed that. I'm good. And they never go back in the range Yeah. until until the permit says that they have to. They, they never learn on drawing. That's how you get people that, that shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. And they don't work on shooting techniques, they don't work on strength, they don't work on on any type of, they don't work on anything. And it, I, I'm afraid that if we go to, well, I love the idea that I would be able to carry in Chicago or Hawaii or California. I'm afraid that because the government will say, oh, all right, well, here's your, here's your this is the line. If you do better than that, then, then you're good.
0: And too many people are going to be like, oh, I'm good. And they're not going to take it a step further like they should. So you're actually, and correct me completely if I'm wrong, you're actually afraid that we may become too lax. Yeah. Okay, and and I share that. I share that with you, and I'm, you know, I'm pro-Second Amendment. I think as long as you have the right to bear arms, you absolutely do your thing. And and I'm with you only because, um, you know, with the same regard, I've been in the industry for a long time. I've I've been around it. I, I know people in the military who handle guns on a daily basis that have zero business handling a firearm for any right. reason because they've gone through basic training, and they're like, well, you know, I know how to do this. And then just like anything else, on social media, you see people in fitness, you see people in firearms that are now these instructors, and now they're these... IG shooters and stuff and you're like that's <laughs> not yeah, that's not right at all. Yeah, yeah. Instagrammers. Yeah, and they do it for for the likes and they do it for the follows and and there's so many people that are like you would never do that. One in real life, let alone if somebody who knew what they were talking about was around you, they would make you look ridiculously foolish for even attempting those things. Right. And but that's kind of the world that we're coming to, um let if you're comfortable, let's dive into because this is a big one for me when you're talking about nas- national reciprocity for concealed carry firearms and all that, or even just carry, not even always concealed, but just to carry. One of the big topics of right now is you know mental health and carrying a firearm. you know um, there's there's people that are saying you know you should a part of your background check should be whether you've had, Uh, you know any stays in a mental institution and then there's other sides that say well you know I sought help you know I had anxiety I had depression I had whatever PTSD I sought help I shouldn't be I shouldn't be um, disciplined for that I shouldn't lose my Second Amendment right but on the same token you look at all these different incidences that keep popping up seemingly more frequently all over the country every one of these people has severe mental issues Um, and that's clear by their actions and, and, you know, it's my goal to, to definitely set normal people with anxiety and depression apart from the horrific incidents that happen. But where do you think that line is just in your own personal opinion?
1: Um, It's a tough one. That's a, that's a really loaded question. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, to be honest, I don't think that, that someone that is seeking help, um, to get over well first off let me say this i think that that somebody that that is going to go see a doctor or go see or have someone help them um because a big topic was uh, somebody helping them do their taxes or they're helping them with their money and stuff like that and then there's there's people that, that that come back from overseas and they're going to find um help getting over ptsd or anxiety and and there's people that that were depressed at a younger age who then grow up and grow out of that and actually learn to better themselves. Uh, everybody starts with their story somewhere and I don't think that well I don't think that we should punish those people um, who, have, who have sought help. I think that it is a, it's a tougher way of, of trying to weed out the ones who maybe they sought help and it didn't work or Or keeping their mouths shut because, you know, maybe they don't want to lose their rights, you know, or because they don't want to seek help, and that's what's really wrong with them. They want to harm someone else or whatever. I think it's I think it's very hard. I think you're never going to be able to get rid of evil in this world, and that it's very hard for you to try to round up a bunch of people just because there's a few bad eggs
0: in there. I think, sense. I think that's a perfect way to look at it. And, and you and I share that, that um, thinking on that is if you are going to discipline people who try to get help, I think you make the problem worse. Right. I think if you, if you say, well, if you've ever been known to do this, that, or this to try to receive help for any mental issues that you have, all you're going to do is repress the people from getting help. And I see that all the time in the military because, you know, they in the military every day you're sitting through either a sexual harassment seminar, a a suicide prevention seminar. And all these things are so hypocritical and counteractive because they say, you know, if you're having thoughts of suicide or if you believe that someone has been sexually assaulted, talk to someone, speak out. But, on the other token, if you do, your career could be in jeopardy for it. For one reason or the other. And Uh I think one of the biggest issues that we have today, and this is my personal opinion with it, is we've relied so heavily on pharmaceutical medications in this country to try to fix issues that are creating more issues than than really are fixing um and when that comes into play with 2a i think it's severely severely underlooked by the 2a community and i just my personal opinion as well in the in the gun community we do a poor job of policing each other up and that's whether you stand on the conservative side or the, the more liberal side of things. I think on both sides today, we, have a, we do a terrible job of not policing up the radical on each side. Right. Um, I know, I, I just saw something the other day that was, um, you know, it was a conservative. And he they were out there screaming and yelling about their rights being taken away from gun owners... And, you know, the next thing out of their mouth was "In all-liberal commie, these things. And it's like, you are more concerning to be walking around with a firearm than these people trying to take it away. You're, you're more just proving their point. Yeah. And, and,
1: and, and I, think that, I, think, I think the, the, the radicals on, on both sides of the party, they, they're, are, they're the loudest. extreme right yeah. and I think that the only people that, that really get along in this world are the, are the quiet yeah news yeah and, 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 you know and I think that today's society is just so focused in on all of that that they they bring a lot of of, of stresses that shouldn't be in the in this you know in your life into your life just because it's like why, why is anybody arguing about you know their personal views versus someone else's
0: and it may just be me but I feel like people like you and I who think that way who think you know I have my beliefs and they are what they are and I completely respect that you have your beliefs and they are what they are and I love you regardless you know <laughs> I think right. we can be kind to one another regardless I actually feel like we are still the majority I feel like the media and the news likes to portray it that that's not the case but even now the only people that are really paying attention to that stuff are the radicals and they do it just right. to fuel that fire, but I still genuinely believe that people are good people.
1: Yeah. If you watch if you watch the news, they only show the radicals of the right, the radicals of the left. If you know, if you watch the news, those are the only people that they interview, those are the only people that they talk about and to be honest, I don't even think that half of the viewership are the silent majority of the middle ground, pretty much between radical left, radical right. Yeah, and and I, I think people are getting away from today's mega media, and that they're just kind of like, you know what? I'm just not gonna fill my day with that.
0: And you know what? I'm, that's how I've been. I haven't watched a, a news story in probably two years. I just don't care. You know, I feel like it's all biased one way or the other, and I just, I truly yep. just don't care anymore. Uh, I, My goal is to be kind to everyone, regardless of what your political views are, and treat you as the person you are. And I, I feel like it's working out pretty well. Yeah. So, oh, yeah.
1: So you can live life to the fullest whenever you stop whenever you stop caring about, I don't know, the, the biasness of, of them versus them,
0: you know? Yeah, and you realize, you truly do realize that people are still amazing. Like, you know, they're supposedly, if you watch the news and you watch whatever, and you, Lord knows if you get on Twitter. You know I don't do Twitter <laughs> that much, but every so often I'll, I'll get on there. But if you get on there... You, you would feel like there's still major, major issues in this country as far as like race divide. But every day I walk around and regardless of the color of people's skin and I encounter all different races, you, people will still look at each other and speak. Hey, how are you? It's good to see you. Have a great day. Things like that. The world is still a great place. People yeah. are still genuinely interested and loving each other, and getting to know one, each, uh, one another, and being kind to one another, it's all in the perspective of the person who's walking around.
1: Yeah, it all comes down to how you react towards things, or, or if you take something and, and you just dwell on it all day long. And it, yeah, I completely
0: agree with you. So with that, let, let's use that to transition uh, into the topic that I'm, I'm most interested in. What what is GB Cam Black's mission? What what is your goal with with the Instagram channel, with the YouTube channel, with everything you've got going on? Tell the people what what encompasses you, and start from the beginning, man. What what made you who you are today? What brought you to the the message that you're trying to spread out there? Because it's a great one. Well, you
1: know, it it, my message has kind of changed over time. Um, I, I found that. Was kind of selling myself short to, to my audience. Um, I, w- I was kind of cutting off a lot of uh, different communities, a lot of different people. Um, so I've kind of lately, I've, I've really broadened my—not my views so much, but more of like my trying to trying to broaden my audience more. Um, but the the main thing that I would say that is my goal in. My Instagram and, and everything like that is is to motivate people to better themselves, and that that could be mentally, that could be physically, that could be um, in self defense. That can be that could be in a lot of different ways. Uh, for me, you know, I, obviously my focus in my personal life, and that's what I show people, is my personal life. Is that uh, you know I, I advocate for self defense. I advocate for being physically prepared, fit to carry that those sort of things. But I'm not going to limit myself there. Um, I, uh, whenever I first started this thing out, you know, and I was the company and then I was myself, and that transition, I, and I I think I'm going to shock you with this, but I weighed, I'm only 5'10", and I ended up weighing 217 pounds.
0: Did you realize that? I, I didn't. So I've seen your physique severely improved just in the almost two years that you and I have known each other. Um, So I I didn't really know the starting point for you um, because I think even when I when you and I started following one another, you were already doing fitness you were already kind of in it, but I didn't know your starting point, no. Yeah, well like when
2: you and I first started out man, those were the early days and we were you know, it was just guns, guns, guns all the time, yeah had to have a gun in it every picture all that yeah
1: um but I think that my page really started to grow when I realized that I had such a low self-confidence in myself and and such a low self-esteem and just overall a poor view of myself um it really like I mean it really hit home with me when I when I kind of just took a step back and and my wife and I were kind of going through a little rough patch, and I just realized, you know what? This this low self esteem that that I'm having, it's affecting my marriage. It's affecting my, my relationship with my friends, um, you know. And and I'm not, I'm not showing it to my viewers, who all sit there and they're like, you know, actually watch videos. You know, they actually watch my videos and are reading my posts and, and stuff like that. Then they they don't really see. The struggles. I'm not, you know. I don't. I don't go through life with no problems. You know, I, every day is something different, and I gotta. I want to help people more. Get over that that, self-consciousness, that self consciousness, that low self esteem that they have in themselves, and, and really push through them. So I was weighing like I was weighing 217, and I was eating like just bad foods and stuff like that. And I thought to myself, you know what? If I'm really going to advocate for people to be fit to carry, if I'm really going to advocate for people and really push for people to be physically prepared, then I need to do it myself. I need to have that confidence in myself. I need to be able to better myself. And so that's when I really, like, I don't know, kind of changed gears towards fitness more than, hey, here's a picture of being a gun. Yeah. A thing. Um, and so, like, once I did that, it became more of like a hobby over time, right? I was, I was hitting the gym more. I was changing the foods that I was eating. Um, my wife, my wife, started to love going to the gym because it made her feel better about herself. And I mean, we just took off from there, really.
0: Yeah. So she's got a fitness page as well, doesn't she?
1: Yeah. Uh, Ev Fit eighty seven. Yeah. She changes her name all the time. <laughs>
0: she really does. So. Um, would, would would you say that when you began to really... I can only speak from my own personal experience, but I feel like it, it's kind of a common thing for a lot of people. When you decided, okay, I've had enough uh, of being unhealthy, which was my thing, you know, when I was so deep into the gun community and, and the political bull crap that it all is a lot of the time, you allow yourself to be so involved in it and you allow it to affect the way you think and the way you treat other people and you're constantly almost in a hostile state because you're like, well, the other side just doesn't understand. But when right. you step back from it and you go, you know what? I'm not focusing on that anymore because it's it's starting to make my relationships suffer and it's starting to hinder the way that I actually treat people. I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to focus on the foods that I eat, my physical health, my mental health. When I did that, My marriage got better. My relationships across the board got better. I, my mind became, okay, I'm healthy now. How can I help other people? And then you take on a servant type mentality where I just want to serve others the best that I can, starting with my wife. And for me, I feel like that was a game changer. Can you, Uh, do you share any similarities there? Yeah, that that felt like you, like, you know,
1: were reading into my story. Um, uh that was that was exactly how I felt. I I felt like um I mean, I got to the point where we would go to the beach and I would have a T shirt on the whole time. Really? And I worked out all the time. And I was just like, this isn't working. Like I just I felt crappy. I was so into my phone all the time because of, you know, the other side, right? Yeah. You know they were they were they were planning something, I gotta have something ready, you know, that sort of thing. Um getting and banters back and forth with people on twitter and you know and and that did that that just my life revolved around it and when i took a step back and i was just kind of like you know what i i advocate for people to be physically prepared physically and mentally prepared but i'm i'm selling myself short with just fit to carry i want to to have a fit lifestyle yeah instead of it just being like hey and while I while I still do the the dumbbell draw is what I always called it. I don't know what JJ calls it, but the dumbbell draw, where I'm, I'm I have a target and I'm acting like I'm shooting it with a dumbbell.
0: I think is an absolutely amazing, you know, it's, we've talked about it a little bit in other, I've talked about it in Instagram posts, and there's sometimes I feel like a broken record, but self-assessing and really looking at yourself and going, there's a problem with me. I'm doing something wrong, which is why I feel the way I feel. As a man, that's very hard to do. We're very stubborn by nature and going, well, what I'm doing is the right thing the way I right. feel is the way that a man feels people just don't get that they don't know what a real man is anymore and once you check that you check your own ego and go look I'm messed up you know I'm doing this wrong right. that's where and they truth... feel
1: like they feel like if they change not so much change their views but if they change you know change gears and they head in a different direction with especially in social media especially in social media yeah it, it, feel like, well, I failed, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to achieve what I wanted to achieve, which was to be Instagram famous, because i said, fit to carry,
0: or whatever. Yeah, well, and that was something I was going to touch on, too, when you, and again, I'm speaking from my own personal um, experience, but when I was so deep into it, and er- early on into my Instagram days, I felt the need To be so in touch with what Hillary was doing and what Trump was doing and what Obama was doing at the time because I felt like if I missed something, I was going to miss out on some fire content that would have sent me viral just by saying this thing or engaging in this heated topic because the truth of the matter is... Social media still thrives on drama I mean that is what it is You get the best responses Whether it's positive and or negative You will draw the most attention to your channel With drama But but when you sit back and go That's not worth it I'm not I'm not okay with being the guy That's famous Or insta-famous Because people are arguing And being ugly at each other on my feed I don't want that yeah. And that's kind of where I got to with it when I finally dropped it, dropped the whole two-way thing and, and kind of left it alone, is because I noticed that my page was exploding, I was getting seven, nine hundred, a thousand likes on every picture, but then I would go through the comments and I would see just people calling each other horrible names and trashing people that they know nothing about, truly, and it's all because of a bias that, you know, we have. And, and then I realized that I was starting to feel that way, you know. I I was starting to wear shirts that said, like, "Killery for prison. And I don't talk like that, you know. And and I, I had to really check myself and go, you know. And I still, I think to this day, I could probably go back and look. Any picture that I had that shirt on was probably one of my biggest pictures. Um, because it's just shock and awe. And wow, you know, that guy, he's... He's so crazy towards guns. They love it. And people... It, it's just crazy. And uh, You have to be willing to sacrifice maybe the viewership to oh, yeah. stand on values that you actually feel are important. And, and I noticed...
1: I noticed with your post, you, you went from like 5,000 to like 600 yeah. in a day.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, and like... Uh, I... My my now, whenever you messaged me the very first time, and we started following each other and stuff, yeah. I had more. I had more followers than you
0: did. Yeah, I think uh, I had asked you to shout my page out as an up and comer.
1: And and I was like, oh man, like I'm I'm on the rise. Everything is great. All these you know, gun pictures and outdoors and hunting and this is gonna be great. Yeah. And then it's like. Uh, you know you disagree with somebody or, or something happens and then it's like you go up and down up and down up and down yeah and now man now taking a step back and and kind of like reassessing where you want to go with you know your message or your page and everything it's kind of like and I, I probably I gain about a hundred followers and lose about a hundred followers every single day
0: now yeah, and that's pretty common, you know, in, in today's day. Um, but like you said, man, I went from almost a 1,000 likes on every single picture I posted to when I totally rebranded myself and said, hey, look, I'm not this person anymore. And I started to detach from it, uh, you know, right, right around the time of the NRA convention when you and I actually met each other in person. Right around that time, I started to really not like the community. I realized how negative it truly was. And I started to disconnect, and then it it was pretty seemingly, I think, to all of my followers at the time, one day I was just like, yeah, I don't do that anymore, I'm a fitness guy now, and I immediately dropped from like a thousand likes a picture to about 300, and I, my world crashed. I was like, what did I do? I changed my Instagram name, I did every, it was like a whole different page, Um and that's hard, you know, when you <laughs> when you put so much into it and you know people still all the time I get DMs. When are you going to shoot again? When are you going to put a picture of your Glock up? When are you going to do this? When are you get And you know, I think I will. You know, I think this summer I'm going to shoot again, but that's not who I am. That's guns are not who I am. I'm not uh, you know, I'm more about helping people through actual life. And actually, if anything, I think now I'm more, hey, yeah, carry if you want to carry. But there's more to life than being prepared for some situations that statistically probably aren't going to happen. Um, Nothing wrong with preparing, but I think it's more important to get to know people and get to know what Uh, really makes people who they are than being prepared to take out a bad person. You know? Right.
1: place for it and there's there's you know I don't I think that I I hate I hate getting on Instagram and seeing the same post you know one guy does the same post over and over again and he's getting like tens of thousands of likes Yeah, and I'm like that's the same picture he posted last week you know or his message is you know hey I'm gonna I'm gonna get on here and I'm gonna scream at the camera the entire time
0: yeah you know know, I love that one bunch
1: of nonsense
0: yeah, you know how much I love that one. Uh, yeah. And and that was something, too, that I felt in... I mean, you're you're still in it more than I am. I felt in the 2A community, too, and then the gun community as a whole, there's so many characters, you know? There's there's okay. people that have to keep this persona of, well, I have a sub-second draw shoot time. I, I'm this loud, overly... I don't want to say obnoxious, but in some cases obnoxious character about, you know, my my beliefs on guns. And, and if you're not a gun fanatic, then you're probably less of a man than I am. And that's where I really started to check things. And, you know, as you know, I, I got into an altercation with quite a few big names in the veteran and, and gun community. And it was because I was really saying, hey what makes you any better just because you choose to do these things you know and i choose to do them too but that doesn't make us better than them that just means you know we're different and i know now i never caught really any kind of flack for my political back when i was really big into uh you know all the craziness but i know that you've you've had some naysayers in the past and they've they've kind of misquoted you a few times
1: Yeah.
0: or am i am i remembering that incorrectly
1: no i know I've, I've had a lot of i've had a lot of
0: stuff yeah i, I don't even know which occasion you're talking about right now I, yeah. I've, 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 I've dealt
1: with a lot of things especially when i was deep deep in it and i don't know like your name got way bigger than mine but I almost felt like I was deeper than you in it. If that
0: makes sense. Yeah, you you definitely were. I mean, again, I kind of came up behind you, so I was I was following what you were doing and we just happened to kind of mesh together. Right. I the hardest thing and I know for me personally what and what I still to this day live by is even when I was in it, I was always telling people, "Hey, this is how I think. But you do you." You know, and and when you come on my page you're not going to do this you're not going to talk crazy about people and if you do I'm going to block you straight up and that's how I've always kind of been so people for the most part know what it is Um, they don't particularly care for it when they're the one that gets blocked Uh, and that's about the biggest hate that I've ever caught is when I started blocking people um, but hey you know it is what it is you gotta you gotta protect the message that you're putting out there
1: yeah and and, and you by you doing that you're choosing to say hey um, I'm not gonna let this take over my life right you know what I mean like I'm not going or, or take take over my message if my message is I wanna help people and you wanna come in and start rambling on and, and cussing people out for, the, for their different views whether that has Something to do with, with what we're talking about or not? Then I'm not I'm not
0: choose to not hear it. Yeah, Cause, it's kind of productive. my page and I get to do what I want. Yeah, well, and you know, it's a part of your brand. You know, now when right. I was when I was America's Bravo, that was a brand. You know, and I had turned it into such I with the t-shirts and all the other crazy stuff I was doing. But people knew what that was. They and then for you, GBK Black, like that's your brand. So you have to protect that. And that's kind of what I want to go back to. So, what if you had to say today where you're sitting now? What is the GBK Black brand? What does that represent? What What is? What are you hoping to represent to people?
1: It's uh, it's to help. It's to help people with one thing that I've learned, and that is to find your reason why you do what you do. Right. So. So for you right now, you're training people, you're helping people, and you're wanting to get on stage one day. Those are your reasons why you get up in the morning and you do what you do. Um, For me, uh, my reasons why is that I I want to have self-confidence again. I want to have high self-confidence. I want to be able to be comfortable with my shirt off. I want to be able to maybe step on stage one day, and th- there's a lot of things, but, but for most people, you know, they go in the gym and they, um, uh, they go in the gym, just to check it off the list. You know, there's no, there's no reason why they're doing it. Yeah.
2: If,
1: you know, if you're a competitive shooter, then your reason why is to get stronger at shooting. If you're, um, if you're a, a 30, 40 year old father, then your, your reason why should be to go in there and be able to play with your kids and be able to play with them all day and not hurt yourself, you know, you know. And so I feel like everyone has their reason why, and I want to help people find their reason why and motivate them to achieve that goal.
0: Which I think is a fantastic, fantastic message. And I'm, you know, a ton of us out there are, are always talking, you know, what is your why? Why do because right. that's, that's a foundation. If you don't know what, what your why is, you have no business even starting because you don't know right. why you're doing it. Uh, and and I just want to say for everybody that's listening, go check out Cam. H- his message is awesome. You're you're very straightforward. You know you're gonna get exactly as advertised because we've met each other in person and it, there's no there's no deviance. You are who you are and you are what you represent on camera. And that's that's something that I respect so much about you is you're not just an act on camera. You don't do anything to try to. Portray something that you're not. Now, one thing we have not talked about you are currently yep. going through the Fire Academy, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah that is, uh, that, that's my, my other reason why. Um, that day that I, that day on the side of the road, I realized that I, um, I had a first responder kind of mentality and that I, I, I thrived on it. It was an adri- adrenaline rush for me and that I, I loved it. Um, being able to help people I, I love that idea um, I've prayed about it for a long time to either become a police officer or, or a fireman And my wife and I really felt like fireman was the way to go um, so that when I decided that you know what I'm going to live a healthier lifestyle that was my that was my why I wanted to better my marriage I wanted to build self confidence and I wanted to be the best first responder that I could be
0: I love it, man. So to finish this off, tell people where they can find you on the Instagram, the YouTube, everything else you got, and what what else you're doing currently. You know what what's up and coming for GBK and Black right now? Uh, well,
1: uh, the up and coming, um, I'm, I'm doing more vlogs now, the, the video stuff. Uh, I, I want to show people that that my, my wife and I we go through the same uh, marital problems, to the same everyday problems, to car trouble, to trips, and I want to be able to show how we balance that with our eating and our fitness regimen.
0: There it is, guys. You can see Cam is such a great guy, so passionate about what he does and has an amazing reason why. Go check out at gbcam underscore black to see more of his story and connect with him today. Have a great day and I'll see you in the next episode.